President Moon Jae-in's five-nation trip to Europe is getting a mixed review here at home, despite those earnest efforts to seek sanctions relief for North Korea, especially from the permanent members of the UN Security Council like Britain and France. Most European leaders seem to not be particularly keen on relinquishing what currently is uh, the pressure on North Korea. But the meetings have opened a new window of opportunity for further strategic cooperation between South Korea, at least in Europe. For further discussion, let's bring in His Excellency Dr. Michael Reiterer, EU Ambassador to the Republic of Korea since 2017 and former guest on this show. Welcome back into the studio. Thank you very much for having me again. It's an honour. We, ha- we had you last time in February. How have you been since then? Enjoying life? Enjoying life, uh, discovering uh, Korea even more traveling all over the place, and I think I get a better feeling where I am. And over that period, we've seen dramatic progress, if, if we want to call it progress. There might be some debate over it, at least dramatic news developments between South Korea and North Korea. Uh, do you generally celebrate th- this progress? Well, we welcome the progress. The European Union has always had the policy of uh, pushing for diplomacy uh, while also being part of the international sanction regime. So uh, our policy, which is uh, long-standing, I think was right from the beginning to combine these two elements, and that's what we are continuing to do. Um, But we think that keeping lines of communication open is necessary. And we are aware that the process which has started now with some with all kinds of summits, which have to change now into a more structured negotiations forum, that will have ups and downs. And especially if there are downs, uh, we will be ready to, to help if we are requested to do so. Can you clarify for us um, a big moment in President Moon's trip to Europe? Was that Asia-Europe meeting in Brussels and... President Moon apparently was calling for sanctions relief to try to push things forward, obviously, with North Korea to show North Korea there is some reward for the progress already made. Reports suggested that European leaders were insisting on this complete, verifiable, irreversible denuclearization, and that uh, led to there being a failure to bring about a, a joint statement. No, the the ASEM summit, uh, which was in, uh, attended by forty three heads of states and government, and yourself uh, from uh, from uh, Asia and from Europe, um, I think was a big success. It was the largest uh, uh, summit meeting uh, held uh, recently uh, between Asia and Europe, and uh, the result. One of the results of the ASEM summit was that uh, all the leaders called upon North Korea uh, to work towards denuclearization in accordance with the United Nations resolution, uh, which is CIVIT. And I think, therefore, uh, it was a call not only by the European Union, but all uh, the member states of ASEM uh, to do that. However, one should not limit the discussion of the ASEM summit Uh, which had many political aspects, had economic aspects, had cultural aspects, and which, after all, was a very strong call for multilateral cooperation and for what is called connectivity, in the large sense, connectivity not only uh, by 
roads and trains and ships and, uh, and uh, energy lines, but also the connection of people. Uh, to bring the, the, the two continents, which are actually one continent, the Eurasian continent, uh, closer together. So don't fall into the trap of limiting everything to one single issue. The world is a big, bigger place than just uh, one problem. So is it frustrating for you when the media gets fixated on these things, like, as you call it, CVID, um, and, and even just the language of it? I mean, from the other side, you get frustrated with... With fellow diplomats, in a way, you know, you know, what really is the difference between talking about permanent denuclearization or complete, verifiable and irreversible? All these different words that basically mean the same thing, but they, they're so sensitive. Well, they are sensitive in the sense that there has a long history. And the experience of the last uh, 20 years in negotiating with North Korea has been have been many setbacks, and I think that's what people want to avoid, and and therefore there is a call uh, for maintaining pressure in order to make sure that this denuclearization is actually taking place because it's it's a risk. It's a risk in Northeast Asia, and it's a risk for the world, um, and therefore we also plead for a multilateral approach and multilateral solutions and that was was expressed very clearly uh, by the 53 participants in ASEM. But as I said, the world is larger and also when President Moon Jae-in paid a visit to European countries, they all had a very extensive bilateral agenda. He was in France, he was in Italy has seen the Pope, he went to Brussels, he was in Denmark, and each stop had a very important focus beyond North Korea. Uh, take, take his visit to, to, to Copenhagen, where he participated in an important environmental conference. Uh, take uh, the uh, meetings with business people in France, which were important. He was engaged in discussions how Korea will participate in the fight against climate change. Um, so there are many issues which which are important. The trade the trade issue is 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 important. The trade issue, indeed. And he spoke to British Prime Minister Theresa May. Yes, of course he was he he was using the occasion of ASEM, and that's one of the beauties of ASEM, that you can save on CO two because you meet a lot of leaders in one single place. So he has seen Theresa May. He has also had a meeting with um, uh, Chancellor Merkel on on the sidelines, um, and there was the bilateral summit between the EU and the Republic of Korea. So it is a good occasion to exchange. Uh, because uh, we are important partners. Um, the European Union uh, is, is the third largest uh, trading partner for, for Korea because of a free trade agreement. And interestingly yeah. enough, this is not taken note of uh, as it should be. I, I, in coming here, I was reading a newspaper and I have seen uh, there's talk about the further diversification of, of trade relations. And to my astonishment, I didn't see any mentioning of the European uh, Union. Well, it's, also, it's, it's, it's also not true that the European Union is running a permanent uh, trade surplus with the Republic of Korea. Last year, 2017, Korea was running uh, a surplus, and I have not complained uh, about it, but I would, I would request that this is also taken note of. There we go. You've said it, and here we are on the air giving 
publicity to that particular issue. But, and we can return to trade, but I, I have to ask you, on Prime Minister Theresa May, it's a weird situation. She's there with representing Britain, talking to South Korea as part of Europe for now, both on, well, on all these issues that we've just been talking about. But at the same time, knowing that Britain quite soon might have to negotiate its own free trade agreement with South Korea. Isn't that a bit odd? The United Kingdom is a member of the European Union until the very last day, and therefore they are entitled to participate in all meetings of the European Union, and they are partner uh, to the free trade agreement until the very last minute. And then it will depend very, depends very much on uh, the next steps. And unfortunately, uh, we don't know the next steps yet. Uh, the negotiations are going on, but uh, at the end of March is approaching very quickly. And um, I don't get into any speculation what will happen, mm. uh, because that's, uh, I would say, a prof our pay grade. Um, that's uh, something that has to be worked out rather quickly in the bilateral negotiations between the European Commission and the United Kingdom. How important is Britain to the strength of the EU-Korea FTA as things stand? Of course, uh, the United Kingdom is an important partner. I think about 13% of the EU trade between EU and Korea is linked to the United uh, Kingdom. Uh, but one should not look at it just in a single country relationship because uh, the uh, production chains are, are, are intertwined in Europe. Uh, so uh, I think this is the biggest problem which we will face in, in, in the future to make sure what qualifies as a European product and what is a British product. Uh, and that will be that will determine under which regime uh, such a product will fall. Uh, mm. So it is a larger issue and um, we have to see that uh, a good uh, solution is found. Mm. Meanwhile, other areas of potential cooperation that we might briefly mention, the government here is eager to go ahead uh, working on linking railroads on the peninsula, potentially going all the way from, like here in Seoul, to Europe. That, that would be phenomenal. Well, of course, uh, and it happens yesterday. I was at the DMZ and I went to the Dorazan station, um, um, a very nice uh, train station, which uh, uh, is probably the last one in South Korea and, and potentially the first one to North Korea. Um, there's also a model of, uh, of a KTX, or perhaps it should be a TGV, uh, who, which could go, as you mentioned, from here to where Pyongyang to, to Paris. Uh, of course, it's, it's uh, in line with the connectivity idea. Uh, it's in line with uh, the ideas uh, President Moon Jae-in is, is advocating, and I think it's also the preferred means of transportation in, in, in North Korea. Um, however, in order to make the necessary investment, and I think that's quite important, we need uh, uh, to solve the problem of denuclearization, which means we have to solve the problem of sanctions, because sanctions are circle. an obstacle. Exactly, they are an obstacle. Um, and again, you said before about certain trade outcomes being above your pay grade. I presume it's anyone's guess how this is going to play out with North Korea. 
Well, with North Korea, uh, when I compare it to our last talk, uh, you mentioned it, that was, I think, around the Olympics. Uh, we have seen tremendous uh, development, um, uh, a better atmosphere. Uh, so we have uh, a situation which is uh, more prone to diplomacy and we have to see that we can maintain that and that's something the European Union is uh, supporting very strongly and that was also a message which was given to President Moon Jae-in in Brussels when he had the bilateral summit that uh, the European Union um, uh, admires his leadership, uh, that we will be ready to support him whenever it's possible within the framework Uh, which we are working in, and that's the framework of the United Nations and uh, also the uh, policy decisions by the European Union. And despite you being so busy going to Europe, visiting Guangzhou for the Biennale, various other meetings and engagements, you didn't uh, miss out the opportunity to tweet a photo of yourself dressed up in Hanbok for Chuseok. <laughs> Is that a sign that you, as you mentioned before, are enjoying your life in South Korea, getting to know things better, but also trying to kind of engage with Korea in that way? Yes, you're, you're, you're right, uh, because uh, diplomacy is not only talking to colleagues in the foreign ministry, it's also talking to people, meeting people, and therefore I'm trying to get out as much as I can. After Chuseok, when everybody was back to Seoul, I was traveling one week uh, in, the, in the western part of, of uh, uh, Korea. Um, I was driving my car uh, more than uh, 1,300 kilometers, stopping here and there, uh, together with friends, having uh, very nice uh, meals in mountain villages where I probably would not have gone alone. Uh, that was the best food I ever had in, 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 in Korea. Uh, seeing beautiful temples in, in a fantastic landscape, uh, with a little bit of mountains, which reminds me of Austria. So that's, that's very nice, and I'm looking forward to continue. Well, good luck with that progress, and with all the many issues, not just the singular issue, um, the many issues that you're engaged with. Thank you very much, Your Excellency, Dr. Michael Reiter. Thank you very much. Looking forward to talk to you again.